0: The truth is that it's, it's hard to judge competency only based on CV and LinkedIn profile. And uh, I can tell you, there'll be a lot of times, like practical times when um, at face value, the person doesn't seem to be a specialist in the field because they don't have this, the right job title or the role. But when you read what they're doing,
1: We all strive for more nowadays. More traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis.
2: Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, AHS. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com slash awt and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO. So I'm your host, George Kassiotis, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Alexander Renborg. Alexander leads a global SEO team at GetResponse, an international SaaS company headquartered by the Baltic Coast in Poland. With nearly four years as an SEO specialist and four plus years of experience as an SEO manager lead, I would say Alexander is passionate about achieving excellence in recruiting supporting and motivating international team members across vastly different time zones work cultures offices and remote remote home office setups. He's the head of SEO at um, get response. I'm really excited to have him as a guest today. Alexander. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. So, uh, before we get started, uh, as we do with all guests here at the Salsa so could you please share a couple of things about you, your background, what has brought you to where you are today?
0: Sure, definitely. Uh, my beginnings uh, actually uh, started with journalism. So I'm, a, I'm an educated journalist from the beginning. And um, uh, I can say that I did uh, some work at a local newspaper Far, far back, um, covered one story on, on drunk students uh, wreaking havoc on a local McDonald's, for instance, but uh, it, it was short-lived. It was hard to find a full-time job, so I ended up uh, doing web editing and content marketing for a SaaS company in Sweden, uh, where I'm originally from, and uh, that was uh, for a company that was leading within uh, accounting software. Um, And I guess once you get into content marketing, you start to uh, publish content online, you start to measure the success, it's inevitable that you're going to stumble into SEO. And and so did I. So um, after that, I discovered SEO mm, and I went full on into SEO specialist uh, and focused on that for a couple of years. I uh, found that calling is a strong word, but it, it, it feels like it still, I must say, because uh, it combined two interests of mine, which is language and technology, or culture and technology, and um, it remains so. I think that's why it's uh, it's a kind of a job that sticks. So um, uh, from, from that on, I moved to Denmark, I led an international SEO team uh, within iGaming on the affiliate side, so mostly sports betting, but we also did a fair bit of a casino. Um, and I thought, uh, I think that that brought me a new perspective from the business side of things and SEO. I really realized the impact of it. Uh, if you've ever worked in affiliate uh, business, you know that every cent and dollar, it comes from the sessions that you drive. And if you don't drive it, there's no money coming into the business. And that, that, is, that is harsh, but it's also, it teaches you uh, prioritization, uh, what works, what doesn't work uh so that was uh that was a really good lesson and now I kind of done full circle i'm back to sas i moved to poland here in gdansk uh, in get response uh so and um uh it, it feels good to be back in, in SaaS sas again being involved in one platform one product and and championing that online so that's that's a short story
2: thanks for saying that and i would argue that uh Anyone who had their hands in affiliate SEO or affiliate marketing in general, they, they know one thing or two about marketing. Uh, I think that there are many great lessons uh, and many not so great, I guess, uh, from affiliate SEO and um, I, I, I'm really interested, uh, you know, uh, knowing more about it as, as the time passes because um, I think that, as you mentioned, it's it's purely performance. Like, if you can do it, you will make money out of it. Um, for people who don't know of GetResponse, could you please share a couple of things about uh, GetResponse, what the company is, uh, and who gets the most value out of it?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, GetResponse is really a Polish-born uh, company um, here at the coast. And uh, uh, despite being born here in Poland, it's, it's now uh, consisting of a global team. Um, And we've been around for more than 20 years and really our offering is uh, a marketing automation platform uh, that connects and integrates to other features so uh, it's more or less a complete marketing software suit at this point Uh, email marketing webinars uh, you can build your own website with our uh, website builder uh, landing pages live chat web push notifications and more so but the marketing automation the automation part and the integration of the uh, marketing features, that's the core of the product. Um, and I, I think that the, the main target segment is the SMB segment, for sure, as for many SaaS. Um, uh, we do also cater to some more enterprise needs uh, and we have some custom plans for that, but it's small and medium-sized businesses really. Um, I think particularly somebody who's starting their own business. Um, We offer a freemium plan so uh, starting on that, playing around with email marketing, starting to um, also integrate to maybe e-commerce features and then growing with the tool. I think that's a person that's going to see great value so uh, yeah.
2: That's great, thanks for saying that. I would like to ask as the first question that I have for you, you are the person who leads the SEO efforts at uh, GetResponse. Um, What is your main goal and uh, what is your main focus as that person?
0: Right. I, I mentioned a freemium plan. So uh, my, my core KPI is organic, uh, organic uh, signups, even signups that have been verified. So having some quality leads coming in, that's really what I'm, what I'm all about. Uh, of course, to get there, achieving optimal organic visibility for the business areas, Uh, It's not so easy because um, I mentioned marketing automation, uh, pages, website builder that brings uh, uh, people like Wix uh, and and other big companies to play. So uh, we compete in many uh, competitive spaces, I would say, but driving signups is is the key goal. But I always like to see SEO wise, I always feel there's a second goal. And that is um, as soon as you start to do inbound marketing and SEO is within that field, you need to feedback uh, information back into the organization also. I think that's actually a goal, a responsibility. Uh, we see the competitors, we see the content strategy. We're obsessed about what they're doing. We're also obsessed about their products. And um, I think we have a responsibility and a goal to actually yeah, push that back into the organization. Uh, hopefully, uh, if you want to be a bit idealistic, uh, changing things also, but I think, yeah, that's the, these are the two main things that I would be focusing on.
2: I think that when it comes to SaaS companies that are more uh, of like suite of products or suite of tools, instead of just this, you know, one or two use cases. I always found it fascinating how you can um, integrate that into your um, condesio strategy and how you can approach all these different capabilities from a, from an organic standpoint, meaning that you may have to create content for landing page building, for example, or how to, how to build uh, a page for your website or uh, for pop-ups or other use cases. And it's, it's quite interesting because it's difficult to, to get organic visibility and build topical authority for one topic. Uh, I can only imagine how difficult it must be to try to fight in all these different fronts uh, as, as a SaaS company. But I guess that uh, that's, you, you, you have found the, the, way, the way to do that,
0: yeah. Uh, the, the, it's a good question. Uh, I, I think it's it's also down to experimentation and prioritization. You can't win all battles. And in some sense, I like to see that, yes, it's challenging, but it also gives us opportunities. We can pick and choose in one sense. We can see what works. So um, um, email marketing, heavily saturated market, also SEO wise maybe we, we shouldn't go directly after the big generic topics, maybe the long tail works. But when it comes to an area like Light chat or web push notifications, far less competitive, then you can start to go for the big terms. So you need to have different strategy depending on the competitiveness of the area. And in the, when we entered uh, the website building area last year, uh, we also saw that um, There are some organic topics that are exposed are less competitive that other players haven't gone after and then we can go after those instead so uh, you can't win all the battles all the time you need to uh, uh, prioritize your budget and your resources but um, uh, yeah you need to shift focus uh, between these topics uh, in a good way
2: yeah i agree i agree with you Um, i guess a follow-up here would be this is your main goal how do you properly communicate that to your team and how do you make sure that my team is on the same page as you know everyone else and knows exactly where the focus should be at any time?
0: Mm-hmm. It goes a bit into the fact that we are remote first, which we I'm sure we'll touch upon later, but uh, uh, I think it's really important to establish uh, open forums in the team uh, to uh, evaluate and to discuss the, the topics and the performance. So we, uh, we have a number of regular forums within the team, um, both formal and I think informal, which is also equally important. Um, and also, mm, I w- I'm a big fan of product management. Uh, at least to the point that you know and can track what's what's being done on a bigger level. So um, we're using JIRA here uh, internally, but I think Trello or Asana, whatever uh, suits your taste uh, works, but it's important to keep track of the work in order to prioritize it. Uh, when you start to work on the five plus markets, uh, you need to decide where the money and the resources go, but um, um, regular forms to discuss performance is important but also uh, to allow for knowledge discussions and trainings. And that also keeps people on the same page. Uh, So, uh, you know, discussing KPIs, yeah, really important, but how do we get there? And I think as as any manager or leader, you need to facilitate that discussion. Uh, Maybe not come with all the answers, but the framework so that people can discuss them and experiment. And then the last thing from, uh, that I always champion also is, um, there needs to be open, honest discussion in the team and uh, a high ceiling, I think, for discussion. Uh, A lot of people say that they're data-driven, but um, if you look at the data, it usually contradicts our beliefs. It's not always popular. um, And um, here you need to resist the urge to always present the nice side, but also to discuss, hey, what's not working? What product failed? It's just as important to abandon a product that doesn't work. Uh, as it is to join a new one that sees success and uh, yeah that's an ongoing discussion but i think that's also important
2: couldn't agree more uh, especially with the last point speaking of the team i would like to know how many people are right now in the team how do you structure the team what are the different teams that you may have and whether or not you have your north star metric i would say as you know the seo team is uh, free trials from organic search, I guess, but do you have different KPIs or submetrics that you um, evaluate the performance of a specific team against? Um, if you could let us know uh, a bit about the team um, and how it's structured and the different KPIs
0: that may have. Uh, definitely. We are a, uh, still a small team, I would say, relatively, so we have a flat hierarchy. Uh, we're, um, let me see, seven people uh, eight, uh, with me included, I think we'll be eight soon, but uh, mm, that's where we stand. Um, uh, there is a potential for a sub-team and right now uh, um, our senior SEO uh, content manager for the US market, he also has recruited and managed uh, a person uh, from Vietnam uh, for the Vietnamese market. So uh, I think uh, in the future if we decide to scale up the team then definitely there'll be uh, sub-teams. But the setup is basically this, that uh, We have a global part of the team, global support. That will be the uh, uh, senior technical SEO specialist. And we also have a senior SEO specialist, which is all round, so covers off page, on page. Um, He's a Polish native, so uh, the Polish market is his uh, primary focus, but he also does work on the other markets. And then the strategy has been to to be able to take charge of multiple markets. uh, You need a native first person who can do that. So uh, we're trying to recruit Mm, SEO managers per key markets uh, and so, so that's basically the setup and uh, the SEO managers uh, key focus points right now are, are content and outreach uh, because we see that that's where we have the biggest opportunities to you know, take charge of new markets, uh, build marketing relations and you know without even a blog you can't do much. So uh, they basically uh, start up the market, control it and build relations. Uh, whereas the technical specialist and the uh, the SEO specialist, they support on these things, but also I would say on the special on the tech side of things. Um,
2: That's yes. very interesting, and I have many many follow up questions here. But uh, I guess the first one would be a while back. I don't know how, or maybe I know how. We 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 used to work with a client uh, who was a leading um, software in the online design. No category, and uh, one of the prominent competitors, as you can imagine, was uh, Canva. And I I noticed back then that Canva was essentially uh, recruiting freelancers, agencies, or I'm not sure exactly what was it, but they were trying to build links to the localized versions of their website um, and localized pages that were important to them uh, through websites in that country. Uh, do you think that this is something, or do you follow this uh, this approach as well? Uh, do you try to build links, for example, for the uh, Spanish version of the website through uh, Spanish uh, websites?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it it uh, we did actually a big. Um, uh, Link research experiment for the Latin American markets, because that's the Spanish-speaking and the Portuguese-speaking language groups, they're, they're massive. And it, we were curious to see whether there was a correlation between generally between rankings uh, and uh, if you got backlinks, let's say for Chile, will you rank better for Chilean uh, specific keywords? And there was a, a fair correlation, but mostly for queries that included these local parameters like Chile, Colombia, Brazil. So if people searching local, Google seems to also favor that to some extent in the link building or the outreach, but uh, I I think it plays a role. But from our side, when it comes to link building and outreach more generally, I like to see it also beyond links uh, because that can be one nice plus, but we also just need to get the message out to build relations. Uh, uh, We can do campaigns that have nothing to do with SEO, but if we build a brand in Colombia or in Chile, this will also indirectly impact SEO long-term. So I think we need to look more broadly nowadays and not only hunt these links, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely it it makes a difference.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Uh, Like the way things are today when it comes to organic search, you have to see it and treat things more holistically, uh, let's say. And obviously links and link building is just a part of the equation. It's not the whole thing. Um, Speaking of the same topic, I would like to know how are you able, how are you in the position to oversee and uh, manage people from other countries and know that and feel sure that, you know, they are doing the work as, as they should be doing it. And they said, uh, ourselves, we set ourselves up for, for success. Um, are there any mechanisms that you, that you use? Because I, I assume that, it's not as easy uh, managing someone in English, for example, because like, it's pretty obvious this should be uh, the work that they should be doing. And another thing, managing someone uh, that's translating content and localizing content in uh, Spanish, for example. Any tips that you can share with us?
0: Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's always a, a crux. But um, I, I think, of course, it starts with recruitment, that you need to find the right people. Uh, that's just the start. And we can also dive into that if you're interested. But uh, uh, I, I think at the core of it, it needs to be trust for sure. And that's also gets down to the right to finding the right people. But you need to build an atmosphere of trust, uh, mutual trust and community inside the team. Uh, that's when you know that people will, will uh, produce optimally or mm, be passionate about their job. Yeah. Uh, but uh, of course, um, uh, you can follow up. I mean, content today, to some extent, you can actually follow and and do SEO work in a language that you don't understand, to some degree. Uh, you can do keyword research, definitely. Uh, I think the acrylic ones, uh, which I've had a, the opportunity to do research for before, that's that's a tough one if you come from a Latin culture, but um, uh, there are formulas in Google Sheets that, that let you automatically translate keywords. Um, and you also have the plugins into browse nowadays. Like Google Translate is, uh, Pretty, pretty damn good at, at translating content and, and Microsoft Word also. So I, I do some of that regularly just for myself also to understand what, what blog content we're putting out or what keywords we're picking. Um, and a lot of this is also down to data points. So uh, keyword research and selecting the right topics, you can definitely check that in a, in a different language. But uh, at the heart of it, it, I think it comes down to trust and uh, finding somebody who has the experience, uh, especially being a language authority. Finding somebody who is comfortable doing native copywriting its not enough just to be an SEO specialist because a lot of people are great at SEO, but if you ask them to do a blog article, then they will say that that should be done by a copywriter. So in in these SEO manager roles, we're looking for somebody who wants to grow into an SEO specialist. There is one that is also a language authority, has done a lot of content writing. It's not so easy, but uh, if you find the right person, I, I believe in that concept.
2: Now, the question is, how do you find this this person, the right person? Um, we work with many uh, SaaS companies and some of them pretty big. And they all have the same problem when it comes to hiring for SEO, that it's really difficult. And, uh, and I understand why. I, I would say that it's easy for anyone to believe that, you know what, we know how to how to do SEO. And at the same time, SEO is a very opinionated field. Everyone can feel that you know, my way of doing things is the right way. But how do you get people uh, on board, people who can follow you know, your approach and your way of thinking when it comes to SEO? And uh, you know, anything that you can say about your hiring process and the things that uh, you have learned um, in these four four plus years leading the the SEO efforts at uh,
0: at GetResponse. Yeah, sure. This is uh, an interesting topic. I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, first, finding good people. Uh, I mean, one discovery I made uh, recently was that these job ad sites, uh, they're more or less suck. You cannot use them anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's it's true at least for Germany and some other countries, but uh, half of them seems broken or I don't know what's happening with the companies to do job ad sites, but they're really mismanaged. So uh, I would go, who anybody who's still spending money on ads, uh, you know, outside of Facebook, I would go into LinkedIn instead for sure uh, active outreach uh, look for people and build relations and uh, i guess that's what everybody's doing today they're chatting they're hooking each other up on linkedin uh just to be friends to discuss ideas this is how you find good people actually and through one good person you will find two three others uh so so uh just the uh the active outreach there i think is is key uh and then um here again there are different opinions and uh I may also differ sometimes with uh, HR departments, but I believe that the hiring manager should be leading the process fully. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking especially of the first process, which is uh, uh, when a lot of people do filtering of candidates. This is a crucial part. Um, uh, I, I totally respect the idea that HR also wants to go in and they want to check people. But uh, the truth is that it's, it's hard to judge competency only based on CV and LinkedIn profile. And... Uh, I can tell you there'll be a lot of times, like practical times when um, at face value, the person doesn't seem to be a specialist in the field because they don't have this, the right job title or the role. But when you read what they're doing, uh, you can read between the lines and you can see hmm, this person hasn't been promoted yet, but here or she knows what she's doing. Um, and, and these are the kind of instincts that we need to use are uh, working with SEO daily. So uh, don't fall for only for uh, how the CDs are presented, or how the profiles and the job titles look like, you need to see what people are doing. Uh, you will miss a lot of hidden gems uh, unless you do so. So <laughs> that that would be a straight up tip right there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I must say that I agree with I guess every point that you covered with this answer. Uh, I too believe that the hiring manager should be the person responsible for uh, getting uh, the right person on board, um, and. Um, one thing that we found very uh, effective when it comes to hiring, not just for SEO but uh, for content writers, um, it works tremendously well for us um, is that we have a paid ta- a paid uh, test task essentially uh, that we send uh, to the candidate before uh, we even get on a on an interview uh, and I would say that this is it's, it's really interesting because it allows us to see above anything else how creative this person can be which especially when it comes to con writing is very important and um, it, it's 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 really 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 important and and I see that it it essentially helps us uh, eliminate candidates and uh, just focus on the people who uh, can really bring value uh, to the company. Do you have anything similar like uh, test tasks for, for uh, candidates?
0: Yeah, I like that one, George, that's that's really true. You mentioned before uh, something also that I, I, I totally agree on that uh, SEO is a, in an opinionated field. Uh, some things are hard facts, like how a robust text file works. That's kind of analytical, but how to do content research, that's a totally different thing. And um, uh, we, we apply work tests as well. And. It's not just to double check uh, what he or she knows about SEO, but also how they would go about doing a task. Uh, Maybe the ambition level, uh, fair enough, but it's more about uh, the approach. And even somebody, let's say, who is in the junior uh, level, could actually demonstrate much higher competency. And to be honest, I've seen vice versa. Uh, And sometimes, you know, we do get some uh, questions or pushback. It's very rare, but some people who have had very big roles would have said, mm, but why should I do a test? Uh, you can see my merits. My I said, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're probably uh, work longer in the field than what I have. But the point is just to see how they approach the job, right? And because the methods and the approach that tells a lot about the person also. And I would say uh, uh, getting back to trusting people in different languages, attention to detail, accuracy, what did they leave out? Um, did they leave something out? Uh, where do they put emphasis in their in their SEO brief? So uh, these things help us to understand uh, how the person thinks. And that sometimes is, I think it's equally important to the merits Yeah, because uh, yeah, it, it, it really matters in the end. And then also something that's not so tangible, but something I try to find is hire for passion, hire for people who like what they're doing. And that, that's a no brainer, but it needs to be said. Um, I mean, we all need to be paid at the end of the day, hopefully, uh, if we do a good job. But you can't just hire on pure skill and uh, it's easy to fall into that trap. I remember the first time I was hiring, I was thinking, I need to find the best possible person for this job. And then you realize that's not the job. The job is to find a matching person. And that's, that's something different. It can't be somebody who is not just ready for the role, but he or she is super motivated and they will get there in six months and they're ready to start tomorrow. Well, heck, yeah, let's do it. So uh, you need to be flexible and open also when you're hiring and not picturing too much a specific set of person. Somebody can come along and you know, shake your worldview, but it can be the right choice in the end.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, just yesterday I was reviewing a, a test um, uh, task that we sent to one of the roles that we are hiring for a content writer. And in one of the candidates' uh, responses uh, for one of the you know, uh, questions that we had inside, I saw something that was really, really creative. And also it integrated humor in a very you know, sublime and nice uh, way. And I said, you know, this is it. And this person, by the way, you could say that they, um, they don't have the skills for, for the job. OK, but seeing something like that, makes me understand that, okay, maybe they are not ready today, but if we get them on board and give them all the tools that they need, um, they, they will be ready in three or six months from today. Um, and they will be way better than someone who had the skills but um, didn't have the, the hunger or uh, was not creative enough. Now, getting people on board is one thing. Uh, retaining them, especially when it comes to SaaS and tech, is a completely different story. I would like to know how you approach retention and how you make sure that people um, at all times after joining the company uh, still have this, um, this need to, to achieve, uh, to do more, to try new things, to, uh, to stay with the company and be part of the
0: company's success. Yes. Uh, That's the great challenge and everybody's discussing uh, the Great Resignation right now after the COVID, so it's a real thing. Uh, I think if you've managed to find what you think uh, is the right person, somebody who has an inner strong motivation, that has passion for the job, um, I think it's all about stimulating uh, and and nurturing uh, that part. Stimulate passion, challenge that person uh, they need to be excited about what they're doing, uh, especially on a remote first basis. And I, I think one big answer there uh, is uh, personal growth. Uh, we need to build frameworks that are measurable, that are transparent uh, so that people feel that, hey, I can stay here one, two, three years from now because I know that there are advancements available to me. I understand how to get there um, and I know that I will be supported to get there. And uh, that's easy to say, but I think a lot of companies still struggle with that. Um, A lot of times when we talk about um, uh, development overall, uh, these things are very subjective. Uh, You may get quick feedback from your manager and that's it. Uh, So I think companies need to start to map out uh, what are the growth opportunities in in your team Uh, and what's expected of you to step into a senior role, management role, Um, and also I think clarifying the The obvious divide between people management and specialists. So for a lot of SEOs, if you want to grow at some point, you will need to make that decision. Uh, So how do you get to the point that you can uh, understand which path to take? Do you get support from your manager on that? Uh, I think all of these things are really important. So yeah, transparent and clear growth journey, I think is super important and building training frameworks for people so they can get to the point they want to be. in our team, also, I think uh, this may differ between the companies, but we're a very diverse team, and and that's always both strengths strength and a challenge, right? Because you have different perspectives, different backgrounds and experiences. Um, I try I try as much as possible to play on the strength. Um, I know that most of our team, most people in our team, they're language nerds, heavily into language, so we try to do things around that. Uh, I think we're just discovering now this that is a social tool. Um, I think language training in itself for us also is important. Uh, we are for English uh, training. I do Polish language training myself. I can say that's a, that's that <laughs> that is a challenge for sure. So uh, being able to offer also these types of trainings really matter. And then um, retention remote first. Um, I mean, I've been remote first for, uh, yeah, almost uh, two years now. And there are definitely pros and cons, but uh, I think physical meetups still it has a role, right? So uh, arranging conferences, arranging physical meetups uh, for people to kind of see each other and also create that trust. Again, trust is also based on body language, how we behave when we see each other, not just, you know, via Zoom. And I think that's something that needs to be recognized. Um, yeah, for sure.
2: Like that. Now, we, we see it as we work with bigger companies and uh, we hear it uh, from, um, partners, friends, people we are connected with. I had two uh, discussions like, like this um, the last two weeks, I guess. And my question is, as a company grows uh, bigger, uh, bureaucracy instead of idea meritocracy, as Ray Dalio uh, calls it, wins, unfortunately. Um, I would like to know how you manage to fight back against bureaucracy uh, at GetResponse and make sure that, um, A, all ideas are heard, and B, the best ideas win. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, th- th- that's a good one. Uh, I-, I think it, just by starting saying that bureaucracy, this is something that differs between where you work also. It has to do with work culture, has to do with country even, and legislation. So I, for me, I usually I divide it up into two parts. Uh, there's some bureaucracy that you just have to accept. We cannot escape it. Uh, In Poland, for instance, if you want to sign a contract, usually it needs to be uh, physical. If you go to Scandinavia, usually it's online. So uh, there are some things that that they will just be things we need to abide by. And you you need to put on a smiling face and just do it. Uh, The the second part, I think, uh, that can help to uh, cross bureaucratic boundaries is to build relations with people. Um, I find that that matters a lot, especially now again, remote first. Um, I find myself striking compromises, uh, sometimes bureaucracies, uh, bureaucratic processes, they may not be completely necessary, or they may be a, a quick path. And uh, if I can help somebody uh, do their job a little bit easier one day, they might uh, pat my back the next day, and uh, you know it's uh, it, it does work, and I think it it, it is important because um, the need for bureaucracy sometimes um, also depends on uh, the connections you have to teams, or also how they perceive the the risks. So also proper risk assessment of hey, do we really need to do this? What is the worst case scenario here if we don't do it? And uh, in an ideal scenario, you know, legal and HR these kind of departments they um, they, they maybe they shouldn't be holding the mic when we sing, but they make sure that we don't fall off stage. That's usually my my model. So, and uh, that's that's always uh, uh, a dance that we do together. Uh, but uh, I think also open forums is really important. Um, where managers and coworkers can meet, especially higher level managers. So, um, if there are decisions that need to be taken, bring up data. And I think here we need to lead by example. Um, so to not follow into the, the trap of the hippo the highest paid person's opinion which is again a type of bureaucracy let's be honest it is um, we need to show data uh, and sell that and uh, i find i find a combination of hard facts such as numbers on the table but also soft ones like hey this uh would be a business gain or it supports the company's values well now you've got hr with you right and so it's all about uh, understanding also the other party uh, what, are, what are they motivated by? Like legal team motivated by risks, for instance. Okay, let's talk about risks. Let's assess them. Um, so you need to have an understanding of the other person. If you can build a trust, then you can reduce bureaucracy. I think so.
2: I like that. And I uh, specifically, I particularly like the, the metaphor about uh, legal and uh, HR, HR teams. Now, the last question that I have for you, uh, since we are running out of time, I, I have in my mind, I have the uh, the SEO who always tries tries to make the case about the fact that SEO works. We should invest in it. Uh, it's a it's a it's a big opportunity uh, for us. And in some cases, I guess, she or he can uh, win the argument. Um, or in other cases, maybe not. I would like to to hear your thoughts as to whether um, decision-making for SEO initiatives should be based on a, a top-down uh, or bottom-up approach. Unfortunately, you can't do without having the buy-in from the uh, senior team uh, inside a company. But at the same time, I guess that you need to make sure that you work at a company that really believes in you know, SEO or content marketing or whatever is that that you're doing. And I would like to hear your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, just in the context of, of, of an SEO team, I, I think it depends on the decision uh, to start with. So um, uh, as a leader, you need to make the decision uh, whether uh, to what extent you can delegate or involve other people. Uh, some decisions should be taken from top down, I think, such as, uh, you know, if you're going to spend 30,000 US dollars next month, for instance, that's substantial if you make a mistake you've screwed up maybe the quarter so uh you should at least make the final call probably but in in a lot of uh in, in most decisions today increasingly you should involve people you should delegate and i think again trust comes back uh, as, as a theme um you need to build autonomy for people build support for people so they can make those decisions uh, and that will also Take some work and time off of your back, so you can focus on more on strategic things. Uh, so, so um, uh, it really depends on the decision. Yeah, but within the company as a whole, um, I, I think it, it mirrors the same uh, the same principle. Really, uh, I, I know that s- some decisions uh, I definitely will want to involve my marketing director in uh, because let's say that they can have a big impact on the numbers, uh, or I believe that there's big risk. Um, but uh, generally, I mean, uh, the uh, the way of running business today is really to to have people as independent as possible. And it's also, I, I think, uh, this radical way of now breaking down hierarchies also relates to the fact that you can't know everything. So who sits on the knowledge? And in most cases, uh, the team as a whole sits on knowledge. Uh, so when we map out the career path, for instance, in my team, uh, I mean, if I have lots of experience with technical SEO, fine. but Am I going to know as much about rendering optimization as our senior specialist who does it every day? For sure not. It's impossible. And that's how it should be. That's why he's in the team. So I think that the trust also comes from building um, competence uh, throughout the company, top, bottom, right? And uh, that should go for teams also.
2: I like that. I like that. And I think that it's a great way to wrap things up. Um, this was all very insightful. Uh, last question that I have for you, Alexander. Where can people find out more about you and uh, get in touch?
0: Sure. I, I'm not so present on social media and so forth. So I would say uh, hook me on a LinkedIn for sure.
2: That's great. Alexander, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you very much, George. It was a pleasure. Thank you for staying with us until the end. Before you go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. AHRS provides you with an all in one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part you can now use AHRS Webmaster tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrscom slash awt and sign up for free.
1: Another episode of the SAS SEO show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.